Hey guys, welcome to the Dragon's Voice podcast. I am your host, Truly Reese Deans. And again, Happy New Year. This is the first podcast I'm actually recording in 2021. I uh, hope you enjoyed the last one where me and Luke talked about 2020 as a whole. And that was even, that was recorded in 2020, so it was a bit weird for me to say 2021. Oh, it's weird. But anyway, uh, we got to move on. And moving on indeed, where we're going to have our next guest. It's uh, a former Swansea player. He's played for Portalba. He's played for Nice, Newport. He's played for a lot of clubs, really. Um, he's none other than Kerry Morgan. Kerry, how's it going? All right, mate. Yeah, good, considering the uh, situation we're all in. But uh, yeah, all right, going good. So at the moment, uh, we spoke about we spoke about this bef- um, before I press record and everything. But you currently play for Merthyr, Um and at the moment, uh, things are. Not looking great in terms of Welsh football as a whole, and especially that uh, Merthyr had to uh, drop out of the league. But can you just uh, clarify? So, uh, what's the situation now with with Merthyr? Are they still going to be in the same league as they in, uh, or what's what's actually happened? Um, well, apparently so. Yeah, um, I think they would. They, they had a decision of whether to to carry on um, as they were, you know, with the, with the squad they have, or uh, mothball the league as they call it and and drop but the football leagues, uh, the league said that they can join where they left off, um, where pick up where they left off. So hopefully they can do that. But I think for the club as an all, it was it was the right decision. You know, we, without the fans, you know, Merthyr can't survive. They haven't got the money, man, pumping money in week in week out. Um, you know, they do rely on on supporters. So I think it was the right decision in the end. Obviously, um, whether the league's gonna is gonna finish at all. Because uh, some of the teams have only played eight games, I think. I think it is so. Um, hopefully, they can get things sorted to get get a strong squad back up there and and rejoin the league where they left off. So, let's let's go into it. So, you, you got a wicked history of playing for various clubs. You know, you played in played in uh, Sweden, you played in Spain. You know, and uh, obviously, you played for the Mighty Jacks. Uh, I mean, I'm a Barry boy my, uh, myself. I don't support Cardiff, not anymore anyway. But I'm more Barry, which I think uh, for, for a lot of Merthyr fans, a lot of people will be yeah. a lot, a lot of uh, eyes focused on me, uh, Barry fan. But uh, no, but it's it's a brilliant hi- history of yours. And uh, I wanted, before we mention Swansea City and everything, I really want to mention, um, you know, the, the Finnish and Spanish clubs that, that, that you play for. You was, uh, and correct me if I pronounce it right, but it's... Um, uh, Ostersund's FK, if I've got it right, and uh, that was in That's right, yeah. That was in Finland. So how did that happen? But where did that loan spell? Um, I think it was a connection between um, Swansea and Ostersund at the time. Um, Graham Jones, who was the assistant to Roberto, was had a connection with the chairman out there. Um, and yeah, Swansea scored their pre-seasons. Um, I think it was three years in a row that we sent that Swansea sent players out there. Um, and me and Scott Evans were the first ones to go. Um, Alan Curtis pulled us to one side. They were thinking about doing it. They both said us, and obviously me and Scott took the chance. And what was it like up in Sweden? And was it a bit of a, a game changer? That did they have a different system compared to what was at Swansea at the time? Um, obviously, technically, it was it was a lot less technically wise than than than, than Swansea, obviously. Um, regard standard and but everyone was just fit. To, they they really they really were. Every team you played against were were, were fit teams, you know. And um, like I said, technically they weren't they weren't they weren't up there with the best of the time because they were in Division Three at the time, which 
Um, I think in the Premier League now, they've got uh, two or three promotions. In it came about, it was Graham Jones, the assistant, who, who uh, got the ball rolling for us to go out there, really. Uh, you cut it out there a bit then. Well, what was you saying just uh, with the... These, this the division three you said at the time. What what was it you saying then? Yeah, they they were division two or three at the time. Um, which obviously obviously lower down the leagues. Now they're in the Premier League out in Sweden, the Swedish Premier League. So um, it's where Graham Potter come from. Is that's the team he came before Swansea. That's where they had him off. Um, I think Barrow, the Swansea boy, the winger was was out there as well, and Swansea bought him from him. So the connection has been there for for a long while now. Yeah. And how did the, uh, even though you were only there for a short period of time, but you went to Spain as well for CF, uh, was it Balaguer? Is it Balaguer? Or... Balaguer. Yeah, Balaguer, Balaguer. yeah. Um, so how, how did that happen? Because uh, obviously you you went to you went to Finland, but then you came back, then you went to Port Albert, and so went yeah. back and then you went to Spain. So it was a bit of a, a lot of travelling going on. Yeah, it was... To be fair, it was both totally different, um, different experiences really. Um, with with Sweden, um, the 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 place was amazing. The town was amazing. You know, people they um, make you feel part of of, of their team. You know, to they part they out so after the game, before the game, and and during the week. Because obviously, when me and Scott went, they were in work every day, every day, and. Obviously, me and Scott had nothing really to do, so they they would try and try and make us feel part of it, you know, and and do do anything that me and Scott wanted to do. They they try their best and do it for us. They they went you know that extra yard for us, and whether that was staff, players, um, members of the public, people around the town, were, you know, got to know you and and things like that. But and Spain was, I can't wait to I can't wait to come home. I you know. It, Freezing cold. I remember we trained on Portal, but the first team trained on Portal, but um, on the Monday night, and we were going on the Thursday. I remember Kurt uh, pulled us and set me and Chad and said, "Oh boys, don't worry. This time, this time Thursday, Friday, you'll be on a beach somewhere." So we thought, oh, you know, lovely, great. And then when we turned up, it was like minus four. Um, all the lake was frozen over. So I ran Kurt. I thought. <laughs> Do you realise where we are? Like, um, it was Roberto's hometown. It was Roberto's club and where he was from. But uh, you know, no one spoke English. Um, we had to phone someone to order our food for us at the restaurant. Um, and again, me and Chad just in 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 a hotel really from till till the moment we wake up till we train seven o'clock in the evening. So uh, that it was a bit of a bad experience. I couldn't wait to come home really from Spain. So when. Roberto Martinez, when he was managing Swansea and everything, uh, did you get along with him, or what was he like? What was he like as a manager back then? Considering that where where he is now, um, but where he's come from in terms of where where the clubs he's managed, what was he like as manager at, at Swansea? Um, it was a it was a difficult one because I obviously seen him as a player and as um as a as a manager, and yeah. You know, he, he was always gonna make a good manager. You know, he, his commitment was always there. He was always determined to 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 go down that route. I think. And my time as a player and, and him as a manager was totally different because we we used to send us really. You had a first team squad training over there, um, and like six or seven of us then training with Alan Curtis over there on our own. You know, like a, like the development thing he saw, which. 
a lot of the, the boys that we were training with with Kurt was, you know, didn't really like that because they wanted to be part of a part of that part of that first team, you know, and training with them every day. But only we saw that them every day would be progress us as players instead of training five, six, seven of us sometimes. And and again, it would, you, know, you speak of the likes of Alan Curtis and I think his knowledge and his is where he's been and what he's done. I think it was unfair on him to train six or seven boys as well. But um, apart from that, that's just my experience. Then, where we would like the first team, his, his commitment was what he. I think he, you know, he trained Swansea. Not only him, everyone says about Roberto, but a massive credit got to go to Graham Jones as well because he was he was a lot to do behind it. Do you know when uh, you, you mentioned? Um... Alan Curtis, and I bet he was just because he's, you know, he's he's Mr. Swansea City, you know, he is a Swansea lad through through and through and everything. But um, uh, probably as a person and probably as an influence, but how do you describe him in that category? Um, yeah, well, well, he is one of the nicest men you'll ever meet. Um, I remember him, he gave me my first, well, my scholarship contract um, down the Vetcher was then with um, Ian Thompson and Gary Richards was my manager. Um, with the end of 16s and then they give me my scholarship um, and yeah the way he was with my parents with me the you know, first couple of times I met him you could see he was, he was a gentleman and you know you, you as, as you get older and around the club you you realise what Alan Curtis have done um, like you said Mr Swansea City um, and going back to like training on our own it was, it was a few times where you just wanted to pack it in and you think I, I'm not doing this I'm you know it's not really benefiting me now, and then, but then Kurt would just pull it in and just, you know, get, get your feet back on the ground and, you know, get you going again and the things he could do around, he, well, he was the best player of the seven, so, um, you know, he, he was, and, you know, I, you know a, lot, a lot to thank him for, for, for having time at Swansea, yeah. Let's go on to, there's, there's one club I've got to mention which is no longer with us any, uh, anymore and that's uh, Neath Athletic or they were called Neath Football Club. But when you were there uh, for your first ball on a, on a loan, uh, there's so many, you on loan to many, many clubs, you know, you were yeah. on Newport, you were on a loan at Neath, you were at uh, Clevedon and obviously we mentioned Port Albert and, and the rest. But when you were at Neath Athletic, what was the difference uh, in, in terms of the way the club was as Neath Athletic then to what it was was when you went as Neath AFC. Um, it was a, obviously we were full time as Neath FC when we signed, you know, fully. Um, when I went in on loan, it was it was up there with 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 my the best experience, you know. Um, games were on Scorio, um, they were live. I was playing week in week out. I play a game or train for them, and then train for Swansea during the week at the same time. So I was still around the Swansea first team as well, which was helping my time at Neath. So um, it was it was totally different. Obviously, the two squads we had um, from the first time to the second time. Um, they just got in the league, I think. They've only been in the league for two years and they, they just won promotion, promotion up to the World's Prem. Um, and yeah, it, it, it was good. And Andy Dunn and Ray Pennock were, were excellent in, in my long spell there. And... When I went back to sign for for Neath, then um, at the time Andy Day was still the manager, so he's the one that actually got me back down to Neath. Um, it was a tough decision, you know, obviously new, with Newport and Neath and thing and things like that. But it was more professional the second time round. It was more professional. The players we had there again, you know, like Trent, Chris O'Leary, 
Ian Ilya, you know, Craig Hughes, Luke Cummins, you know, there's good, there's good boys there, like, and it was more of a professional um, environment then. And we got Luke Cummins at uh, Barry Thompson, yes. <laughs> but uh, when... when mind, so you'll uh, thank me for that. <laughs> when, but at the time when Neath FC, because I think you, you were, when you signed the second time for Neath, uh, the club was going through so many problems that a lot of people found it very surprising that Neath, you know, because a lot of people believe that Neath were going to be, you know, the, the top three teams. It's like you look at TNS and Koniski and Bala, maybe you can look at Barry now, and a lot of people think those are the four clubs that are going to try and push it to the Welsh Premier League. Whereas Neath, you know, back when they existed, you know, they were exactly the same. They were trying to push because you are, I mean, you were part of a squad that had the it factor. Um, so what, what what was happening? What did you, the players, knew what, what was happening behind closed doors? Um, no, we didn't. Until it came out in the press, we didn't really have much of a of a clue what was going on. We just do our day-to-day, you know, turn up training. And I know it was boys... Um, you know, we weren't getting paid sometimes, or the pay was late and things. And the wages that were that like some boys were on, you know, you, you could see something happening. You know, like you know, it happened to Snesley the first time round, and 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 things like that. And and Barry the first time round, probably the you know the wages they were on. Uh, the boys had, but I think it was more of it. It was going too fast. You know, it went too fast in a short space of time. And I don't think the people behind the scenes realised how much it took to to run a football club. I might be wrong, but I, I might be, you know, but that's what it seemed like to the players because going back to push into the top two or three, we believed, you know, we were the best team in that league. You know, we got Snethley, uh, turned them over on Bob Day and, and, and things like that and Guinness and, and, and beat them and you no know, tough places to go. But I, I thought with a bit of time, I thought we could have made top two or three. You know, it seems to be like every time I speak to a lot of, uh, if it's something to do with officials or players or whatever, it's like a bit of a pattern here of um, when when football teams push and they succeed. Uh, what's it? Um, I forgot the scene. Every time I, I think about it, I, it just goes on top. It just, just flies over me. But when when they overachieve. That's when the problems start. When you overachieve, and that's when the, the pro- trouble started. And you know, it's like with Clenetley and Barry and 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 Neeson and everything. It always seems to be like a pattern where when they shoot off into the promised land, winning titles or competing in Europe and finding success, there always seems to be that pattern of you overachieving too much. You got to slow yes. down. And uh, I, 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 yeah, I think I think it's, I think it's different now to to years ago where that was. The case, I, th- I think it's more behind. I, th- I think the Welsh FA help out a bit more now as well with with teams like you look at the Snesley team years ago. You know, absolutely walked away with it every every year, and they were they, you know great great side. And again, paying big money and and, and things like that. And I, th- I think the Welsh FA do have a bit of a say in it now and have a little look further into the background of people who are investing in the club or whatever. Um, but like Barry, Barry paying good money now as well, and, and and things you just you you know a rivalry apart. You just you don't you don't want to see teams going going under and going bust, and let's hope we don't see them in the near future. So, with that in mind, uh, let's mention a bit about Swansea City then, because you know, Swan, uh, you, you know, Merthyr Labour, you you went through the ranks of uh, a Swansea and you made a few appearances and everything. Uh, what was it like just to be playing first-team football with uh, Swansea City when you had the opportunity? Um, yeah, obviously, I didn't have many games, you know, but um, 
just just being around them every day. I I I signed there when I when I was nine years of age when I first went down there. Um, and then you go to watch under the vet every week, and you see the likes of Trundle, Robertson, Britton, Alan Tate, you know, Kev Austin, and and things like that. And then within a few years, then you're you're in that sort of sort of squad, like you know. And um, that's that's right. We had a, I had a chat with about someone the other day, and you know, my my career were were massive at Swansea. I didn't you know didn't, but just to train with them every every day and be around them and and things like that. It only progressed me and. You know, my, my heroes, they were at the time and, and you know, I'm, I'm with them every day of the week and, and things like that. So, um, yeah, it, that, that, was a bit, that was a thing and it was a great to obviously make my debut and, and run out, which was a bit, you know, I let, all the words you put in and all your parents put in and you're travelling around, you know, that, that one game is worth everything, you know, just to run out in front of them, especially that stadium and then fans and, yeah, it, it, it was a great moment. Do you hold any good memories? Is there a particular memory that you you hold fondly of at your time at Swansea? Um, no, obviously, obviously, the day we got to come into, got to come into it. I got to be up there with with the best, if not the best. But like I said, training with them every day, meeting great people. You know, you, like you said, the likes of Alan Curtis, Trundle, Tate, Robinson, and Leon Britton. Like I said, training with them all the time. That's something I'll never forget. But you know, obviously the 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 game, the first team game was obviously something that I'll always be grateful for, especially to like Paulo Souza. I just remember him naming the team, you know, before the game and they need they need the thing, you know, nervous, bad and nervous. Just, but yeah, it was, I like to think it went all right. With your, t- with your time at um, Port Talbot, you know, I mean, I, I hold a, Port Talbot holds a special place in my heart because, uh, the the supporters is what always makes me think of the club you know and uh, yeah. and it is always they're very vocal they want to bring that italian ultra vibe to it because of the the, the banners and everything but during your time at patalbert you know uh, what was um, what was your what was your experience like at patalbert because you you went there on two occasions didn't you one on loan but then you signed i don't know if you made a few appearances and everything but yeah the first one the first time round was probably didn't expect that and you know, having two hundred odd people there at a Welsh League game, and you're thinking, hold on, the first the first game I played, I think it was a Friday night, so you know, obviously drags a few more in. Um, and then I remember the first away game we played, and I got on the bus, and the bus was like full with another bus behind, you know, where, where they the fans come along to watch, and I thought, you know, this could be <laughs> this is like a full time club that we get in, and you know, and you could hear them, they vocal. They played a game up in North, they're going back about three years ago, and you know they, they brought a bus full up again. And you know, you, you they are loud, and I, I'm, I'm proud of their club. and I hope they you know push on now. And because there's nothing other fans deserve more. And we got we got to speak about you, you like I said, you're a Merthyr lad, you're playing for Merthyr Town, you know, and uh, uh, but there's a I like I said, I know sometimes you got to be very careful when you when you as are still currently playing, you do you don't want to see the wrong way or anything like that. But uh, did you ever get because you played in the Welsh Premier League and everything because Merthyr, I mean there was it was at a point there was a topic discussed at um, with Merthyr because a lot because they dropped out and the there was a lot of Welsh League fans saying, well you better come here. Um, you don't have to say this if you want. You don't need to comment, but uh, it's just your opinion what's your thoughts on the situations with Merthyr being in an English league system and especially where they are do you think 
uh, they would be better off just where they are? Or do you think they they could succeed in the Welsh League? Um, yeah, yeah, we, we have if, if this track comes up all the time with the likes, you know, some of my best mates are playing in the Welsh in the Welsh system, and they always ask the same thing. And the standard Merthyr are playing, I think, is 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 a standard. I've always I've always said uh, this, um, you know, you can't rely on um, FA Cup games. You know, you, you might never have a never run. So I think it's it's a financial decision. Um, like I said, the standard Merthyr playing in the league is obviously more, I think, more competitive and and a, and a higher standard. Um, I think if Merthyr go to the Welsh system, it'll be um, financially. No, that's that that'll be the main reason. Um, I think obviously if the regarding no, it's not just the first team; it's it's the academy as well, or the FEW will you know pump money into as well, and you know we'll grow from there. But um, I, like I said, it's something that the board might have to decide on, and and, and the fans as a whole. Um, but the decision should be solely on, you know, best um, for the club, and you know, it's it's, it's a long term. The club has been around long, a long, long time, and it'll be around for years to more. And hopefully, with you know whatever decision they make, it'll be it'll be at the best for the football club. So, yeah, yeah. I think Newport would done it years ago. I think yeah because with Newport I mean I th- I remember um there was I think that it was around about the time where they they had to reform again and they were in the non-league systems and there was yeah. a few of I remember um because my 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 bumper his his family they're all Newport supporters yeah, yeah. very Newport people in the family so and even there they were talking about uh should they go into the Welsh League we don't know because it's it's always the what if, what if is what's the future hold? Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. And it's like, um, and don't get me wrong, because there's, I mean, you do see that hostility between Merthyr supporters and a lot of Welsh League supporters, especially Barry, yeah. because because of the players that jump from Merthyr to Barry. Yeah, yeah, it was a good rivalry years ago as well. You know, it was, yeah. and like I said, they got fans may not like it if they go to the Welsh League, but you know, yeah. it's like it might be the case of it's either that or no club at all, and yeah, you know, especially. Especially with all this has happened, um, because uh, over the last couple of years, the the Welsh Premier League has gone from strength to strength. It have, and you know, you see some of the quality of the play is obviously shown week in week out on Scorio, and you know, the quality is 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 getting higher and higher every year. Which it wouldn't be a bad thing if they if they do join them, um, but you know, like I said, it'll be the best for the football club, whatever decision. But the standard of football at the moment is probably higher in the Southern Premier League than than the Welsh League. Going on to Newport County, you've you've been on loan to um for say just over two seasons, you know, and uh, you saw um and you were part of the squad, you know, you were a regular first team player, and you know, and you helped Newport with helped them get promotion from the conference south to the conference, you know, and and this is around about yes. the time where Newport was slowly climbing back and everything, um. What was that? What was the experience for you to be playing for Newport County around about the time they were in the conference? Because people don't think of Newport like that no more. They think of them as a giant killer, especially what Mike Flynn yeah. is doing. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I cannot hold the man. And especially at the same time, because I'll just say this very quickly. It's like with Ryan Giggs now with um, his, because we don't know what his job's going to be like after these, whatever the, is a court case and everything. But they said that... Um, 
there's a lot of people that are saying if Ryan Giggs left, you know, the main favourites were Swansea, Steve Cooper and Mike Flynn for Newport County, you know, and that's how much, you know, he's he as a manager has come far and especially how far he's taken Newport now. But for you back in the day, days when they're in the conference, what was that like for you to be playing for Newport? Uh, again, like Alan Kerr just pulled me and said, you, you know, Newport when you on loan, me and Casey Thomas went there. And again, it was a similar to Portalba. The, the end, I didn't expect of what, you know, the manager, Dean Oldsworth, you walking into that, the change room. Um, and our first game away, I think it was Dover away, our first game were. And Newport took like 500 fans away. And like I said, the loud, they bang the goal. Um, I thought, what's going on here? I, I, I really didn't expect. Um, and then our home game then, there's, there's 500, 1,800 there, um, week in, week out. Um, and probably, probably, a, Probably the best place I've I've played at really. My four, my I was playing like I said, playing week in, week out, playing regular. Um, probably playing the best football I've ever played. Um, the fans took a took a warming to me straight away from from day one. Uh, the squad I thought um, would would compete in football league now. Even um, you see some of them who were still playing in football league and. Who have gone on to play in the Scottish Premier League as well. You know, you could, but it wasn't just it wasn't just the play inside of it. You had the backroom staff, um, Tim Harris as well, worked who, who worked tremendously hard behind the scenes, and obviously Dean Oldsworth, Mark Bishop, and, and and things like that. But the squad we had was was frightening, and to to get under three points in a, in in one season at any level is is a fantastic achievement. And I, with Newport, it was. From the fans to the players, the staff to the to the tea lady to the w- women who work in the bar, it, everything was just a close knit. It, it, it was a close knit club, you know. And whether it's been what, what they've been through before, um, but yeah, to win promotion to them and, and for them fans to see four thousand Friday night to win promotion, it was it, 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 it was unbelievable and something I'll always hold Newport close to my heart. Yeah. Do you um do you reckon that? You you finish your career with Merthyr? Is that I mean I know it's still early days probably for you, but uh, it's like uh, I remember speaking to Kay McLagan, and yeah. uh, and this is going back a, a while ago now, and uh, I don't think you probably remember. And I only just it only just popped into my head, but I said, "Oh, um, I said you're only what 28, 29, You know, you you probably got a few years left in you as a footballer." And you just turned around and went, "Nah, just buy it for me." Right to the end, and I just thought, oh, okay, fair yeah. enough. Then, no, happy days. Would that be for you with Merthyr? Would you say? Um, would you agree on that? Um, yeah, obviously, I like to, as long as I could play for, um, like I said, the standards still good. So I would like to finish if, if it's with Merthyr, so be it. If, if you know something happens and I have to move on, I have to move on. But I, I, I would like to finish. I finish there as well. You know, um, if the management stay as well, you've got good management in in Gavin and and, and Dino. So. You know, the the club is there. You know, it's a it's a massive club. It is a big club, and and it's, it's a shame what has gone on the last couple of years. But um, thirty two, I'm thirty two now. I'm just recovering from an ACL injury. So um, who, who, who knows? You know, I, I started my own soccer school up uh, going back about four or five years ago. So I that's still going, and you know, concentrating on that as well at the same time. Um, but yeah, it is something coaching. I like to like to go in whether you know whether it's the Welsh system or or something at Newth Academy level, anything you know, 
just to just to stay in the game and give something back. So, um, yeah, we, you you never know, but um, I, I think I'll finish on with that. Yeah, fair play. Um, a couple of last questions, you and I really appreciate you coming on the uh, the podcast. Right, talk about your career; it's been really uh, it's been really joyful. I love just listening to uh, different people and players' uh, stories and that. Do you still keep uh, contact with uh, I don't know with Lee? Uh, Lee. Uh, well, yeah, Lee Trundle or Alan Curtis, you know, any first-team regulars that in your pastime you played Yeah, playing? well, we had a little few discussions on um, on Twitter last night with uh, Lee Trundle, Chris O'Leary, Tom uh, Sean McDonald. Um, you know, so we're still there, you know, the social media is still there and things like that. Um, obviously, when Kurt was still at Swansea, I'd here just to see, um, just to see him, see him train, have a bit of lunch with him and things like that. There's a, a few people are still there. Obviously, Hugh Lake is still there, who, who was great when a youth team player um, and, and first team player. So, um, yeah, Tatey's still obviously coaching the first team um, and doing a great job there with Steve Cooper. And, yeah, we, we have um, a, a Swans or Cancer every year. Um, it's like a charity game against a local team in Kamada and we try and get the older players down as well, you know, the boys that when I was watching as well, like John Williams even obviously didn't get to play with him. Obviously watched him growing up. Um so we try and get get together at least once a year and just and just keep in contact throughout the year then as well through social media or whether it's a text message or anything. Um, and the same with same with Newport um there and will be for life, you know, like you know, the, the squad we had there, Gary Warren, Scotty Rogers, Charlie Henry, Sam Foley, Craig Reed, you know, it, it was great and we had a reunion Going back last year because it was the tenth, tenth year since we won the conference south, and obviously it was ten years ago, and you know that's a, that's a long time without seeing the boys. So we're going to try and get together um, more often, you know. When boys come to the end of Korea now, so they have a bit more time on the on the dance. So yeah, we'll try and try and get together. And the uh, final question for you then, uh, Kerry, is uh, how do you look back on your on your career so far? Um. Like I said, like you said, a lot of clubs and and things like that, tra- travel places, you know, like I said, Sweden and Balaguer, not many people time to, um, and Spain, not many people have a chance to go out there. Um, Korea, you like to think, you know, not, not, not you haven't raised the bar up there, you know, with, with Swans and things like that, but like I said, to train and be around them people every single day and, and things like that was something I remember, f- you know, for a long, long time. And with Newport, I've seen to think where I've gone. The fans have always taken, have always taken liking to me. So that's that's a good thing. I had a great um, communication with uh, connection with Newport County fans, um, and and still have you know through social media. And you know I like to think that whenever I did put the jersey on, I I did give hundred percent, and that's something I you know that's a that's a given. You you know whether you're on a bad game or not, you you still give hundred percent because they 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 are doing money and they work in week in week out. To come and watch you play, so the least you can do is give hundred percent. And I like to think I done that. So, yeah, that's something I could think. Well, Kerry, thank you so much for coming on the Dragons Voice podcast to talk about your career and uh, what how's it going so far. I really do appreciate it. So, thank you for your for your time just to come on the show. No worries, you're welcome. No worries. No worries. So, guys, uh, thank you so much for tuning in to the Dragons Voice podcast. I've been your host, Truly Reesteens, and just don't worry, we'll get there soon enough. Hopefully, COVID will be over and done with. Kick it in, kicking in the dick, and just tell it to fuck off one day. So, uh, <laughs> but hopefully, yeah. Uh...
hopefully yeah and uh, so guys just all the very best and thank you for tuning in like share and subscribe and i'll see you all very soon take care